Hello, my name is Chika and you are welcome to Living Jesus. And today we'll continue on the series we've been talking, we've been talking about for the past few weeks, um, titled Grace. But today we'll look at what the beauty of grace is. And um, we've talked about what grace is. We've talked about what the purpose and, um, you know, what, why exactly do we have grace? That's what we talked about the last time. And today we'll be looking at you know what the beauty of grace is and then um, some misconceptions about grace so what exactly is the beauty of grace um, we'll start with 2nd Corinthians 12 not 8 to 9 and I'll be reading the TPT translation it says three times I pleaded with the Lord to relieve me of this but the, but he answered me my grace is always more than enough for you and my power finds its full expression through your weakness so I will celebrate my weakness for when I am weak I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Now, grace is always sufficient, you know, no matter what, you know, the circumstance, that's what Paul is saying here, you know, that the grace of God is more than enough. Name the situation, the grace that abounds towards you in that particular situation is overflowing. Hallelujah. You know, um, it, it, right at that point of, of weakness, you know, what grace is saying is I can carry you through. You know, and I think that's that's more than enough, you know, that you need for any situation it is that you find yourself. Now, the beauty is seen in the frailty of men. The fact that men are so weak, the fact that um, this this container we live in is, uh, is, is sort of as beautiful as it is or as beautiful as, as it can be. It is also a limitation The the you know, the the weakness you know, in, in humanity, the fact that every living thing, every every being has to depend on the sovereign God, the fact that we're not sovereign, but in relying or through um, dependence on the sovereign God, we find strength. You know, that's where grace comes from. That's where the beauty of it lies in. Hallelujah. It takes into cognizance your, you know, your shortfalls, your areas of weaknesses, you know, things that your fellow men cannot withstand, you know, or absorb, you know, and, and grace absorbs them, you know, and then cleanses you of it all. And then it, 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 it derives no pleasure in putting you to shame, you know, and, and it doesn't even, it, it, it cleans you up and then brandishes you before the world, you know, as the beloved of God. Now, no one else can do this for you except grace. Now, that's the beauty of it all. The fact that it takes your weakness and turns it into strength, presents you like you are the one whom the strength is coming from. You are, you, you are the a product of that strength. You are, you are this supernatural being. But you know that it's not you. You know that it is something extraordinary, you know, that does these things from you. Hallelujah. That is the beauty of grace. The fact that you have something that is always there, constantly there. Hallelujah. For your good. Praise God. Romans 5.20 says, So then the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sinfulness out of hiding. And yet, wherever sin increased, there was more than enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. Hallelujah. You know, as bad as sin is, God has made a superior provision to deal with it. And that's the work of grace. Um, so for every sinner out there, you know, as huge as your sins are, the level of grace made available to bring you out of that pit is so high that the, the this TPT translation we just read here says that 
it's an overflow. You, you have an overflow of grace in the midst of sin. Where sin abounds, you have, you have, there's an overflow of grace to counter whatever sin is available. You know, and that's why you shouldn't for any reason wallow in condemnation. Like I've said here several times, you know, and for my fellow brethren, when you miss it, you know, apart from the unbelievers who are listening, for those who are already in Christ Jesus, when you miss it, you don't need to drown in condemnation, but rather you come boldly to the throne of God of God, and obtain grace you need to carry on. That's the beauty of grace. Hallelujah. The fact that it sees that moment of weakness and shows up every single time. Every, never missing a, a, a spot shows up every time in your moment of weakness he says i'm available use me hallelujah praise god and i have said it here also before that if for any reason you go to hell it's not because grace was not available to you it's because you refused to take it hallelujah now let's look at the flip side we've talked about all the beautiful things about grace we've talked about what it is we've talked about what the purpose is but you know there's also the other side of it of you of uh, you not taking advantage you know of this awesomeness that has been presented to you now um god's grace is so available and generous that it sounds like a fairy tale now it it, it doesn't mean that it should be abused you know uh, the gospel of grace is such that if it doesn't sound like it's not normal, it's not, it's too good to be true, then it's not grace you're listening to. <laughs> Amen. That's the sweet part of it. It will always sound like it can't be. Am I sleeping? Wake me up. No, this cannot be real. Who does that? You know, no, it is too easy. How can it be? Yes, that's grace for you. Hallelujah. If you've not heard it from that angle, then you haven't heard the, the complete story. Hallelujah. And so let's look at Romans 6. Well, Romans 6 verse 1, uh, um, it, it says that should we continue in sin, you know, that grace may abound. Should we dwell in sin? Just because you know that where there is sin, grace abounds much more. There's an overflow of grace. Where there's frailty, there's an overflow of grace. Where there's weakness, there's an overflow of grace. Now, do you dwell in that sin just because you know that there's an overflow of grace no my friend because if you keep sinning so that grace can cover you then you truly have no idea what it is that christ has done for you now which one of you vomits you puke and then you go back to eat it i don't think there's any any sane being who will do that anyone who does that you will say the person is not safe now sin is worse than your vomit that's how it looks at the sight of god it's worse than your vomit the same way you will cringe you know as seeing such a situation it's the same way it happens before god how do you throw up and then go back to eat what it is that you have thrown up it's not normal it's not your nature hallelujah let me read romans 6 1 to 4 it says what shall we say then shall we continue in seeing that grace may abound it says god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein know ye not that now i'm reading king james version he says know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into christ jesus were baptized un into his death therefore we are buried with him in baptism into death into death that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life hallelujah there's a newness of life 
we died with Christ when he died. We rose up with him when he rose up. And that's the significance of baptism. Now, when you've risen with Christ, there's a newness of life that you have. You no longer have the old life. You no longer live the old life. Now, if you dwell in sin, just so grace may abound, then you're not walking in the newness of that life. And you ought to repent. Hallelujah. You ought, because there's something fundamentally wrong. Now, the Bible says true circumcision is a change of heart brought by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When you become born again, you have passed through that circumcision, true circumcision of the heart that is only brought by the Spirit of the living God. Now, you cannot have that and enjoy living in sin so that grace may abound. You cannot. If you do that, something is fundamentally wrong with your spiritual DNA and you need to check it. Hallelujah. Now, as beautiful as grace is, praise God, that for every time God looks at you, he sees Jesus and is bound to bless you and always uh, at, at, at every point in time because of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a consequence for rejecting, you know, this uh, act of love. Now, you see, you and I were grafted, like I mentioned last week, we were grafted into the vine and we were in the nation that God uh, chose to uh, bring salvation through. Now, that was the Jews, the nation of Israel. Now, the door for, of, for salvation, you know, um, it came by grace and was opened when God began to see that the Jews weren't taking him serious enough. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read Romans 11, um, 11 to 12. It says, so um, am I saying that Israel stumbled so badly that they will never get back up? Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people in order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them. So if all the world is being greatly enriched through their failure and through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring us all. Hallelujah. Now, this window of repentance, like the scripture is trying to say, um, uh, which grace has brought to us you know, as a gift will not always be open. I've, I've mentioned that here as well. Now, at some point, it will be closed. Now, this grace that you so fully enjoy will no longer be available. And uh, the blood of Jesus that speaks for you will no longer be speaking. Hallelujah. Now, that time, my friend, will be a time of judgment. And there's no amount of grace that can save you at that time. That time, you will plead all the blood of Jesus you want to plead. It will not work. You will cry and call on the name of God all that you want to call upon. Even though right now the Bible is saying, whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How will you be saved? You will be saved by grace. But at that time when you're calling upon the name of the Lord, that's the time when it will not save you. Hallelujah. Because that window, that time frame has been closed. Now let's read Romans 11, 25 to 26. It says, for I will not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. And I'm reading the reason why that window will be closed. It says, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness, is part, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a window. And that window will not be forever. Praise God. It won't be forever. It's for a period of time. And remember that window was open in the first place because God wanted to arouse jealousy in the 
in the minds of the nation that he had chosen because these people didn't take him as much as God loved them. He, they didn't take him seriously. Hallelujah. So God had to open up so that you and I can come in. Praise God. And luckily, praise God, we the Gentile nations happen to love God as well. Hallelujah. And Jesus loves every single one of us, whether you're Jews, whether no matter who you are, he loves us irrespective of who we are. Hallelujah. Now, this is a time to accept and enjoy this wonderful grace. And because the punishment for rejecting it will be too hard for anyone to bear. Now, grace in itself is beautiful and is received only by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, there's no other way. And there are different dimensions, you know, of this grace, whether it is um, the grace that saves or is the grace that empowers or is the grace that provides. The crux is that it abounds towards you daily. That's the beautiful thing about it. Every single day, it abounds towards you. Now, it is sufficient for you and you never have less of it. Now, that's your advantage as a child of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's your advantage as a child of God. I would love to tell anyone who is listening today, grab it with all that you have. Hallelujah. Take, take in as much as you can. Hallelujah. You don't want to be at that point where it is no longer available. Hallelujah. Don't wait till it is no longer available. Because you and I don't even know the time it will no longer be available. Hallelujah. It's not something you can see. It's not something you can touch. It's not tangible. Hallelujah. It's not a table. It's not a, a product. These things are supernatural things. And the supernatural rules is the, the natural realm. And so I will tell you, with all the love in my heart, to choose grace today. Let grace speak for you. Let grace minister to you. Let grace guide you. Let grace be your pointer. Let grace be your, 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 the, the one that nourishes you daily. Let grace be your beauty. It, it gives you, it, there's a different beauty grace comes with. Hallelujah. Let grace empower you. What is it you're looking for? Is it money? Is it, is it a husband? Is it a child? Is it a job? Is it, is it, is it a house? What exactly are you looking for that grace? The Bible said it is sufficient for you. God knows that you are weak. God knows that there are things you can never, till Jesus comes, there are things you can never do by yourself. Hallelujah. God knows that. Why don't you take, why don't you, why don't you bring, why don't you allow grace work for you? Hallelujah. When grace works for you, life is easy. When grace works for you, that's why the Bible says we're destined to reign. You cannot reign outside grace. You cannot reign outside the help of Jesus. You cannot reign outside this, this new life. The Bible calls it a newness of life. You cannot reign outside that life. Because every other thing you will have is vain. It's vanity and it will fade. But the life that you have through grace is eternal. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to this Jesus that loves you and I. Amen. And so I'd just like to speak to anyone who hasn't received Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, we have spoken at length concerning these things. Hallelujah. And I would love you to come into the kingdom. This is where God has made everything available for you. I don't care what it is you're looking for, but it is right here. Hallelujah. How else will you accept grace? By faith. Amen. Just pray the prayer and, 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 and open your heart up to God. Confess your sins and confess him as your Lord 
and then you have grace hallelujah every day abounding towards you much more the bible says there's an overflow hallelujah and my brothers and sisters who are already in christ jesus amen thank god you know the truth and the truth has set you free hallelujah let us continue to dwell in this grace and pre and let people understand what it is that christ has done for them so that no one will have to go to hell no one will have to go to the price for rejecting grace is too is is too huge for anyone it will it will be better that you're not born hallelujah it will be better praise god it's too huge because because the benefits of grace in it on its own they are it, it's 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 overwhelming that's 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 me looking for the right word to use it's it's much more than that and so how can god give you much more and you did not expect the punishment to be as as to be uh, 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 as much as you know it has been given to you. To whom much is given, much is expected. Hallelujah to Jesus. Join me today. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. It's a life of grace. It's a life of ease. It's a life of peace in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I'll see you next week when we take another new exciting uh, message. Amen. From the throne of His grace. Hallelujah. Stay blessed. Thank you.